Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Romans, chapter 8. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything you've done. As we read this chapter, we pray that we would understand more about what you have done, what you are doing, what you are promising to do for us. And that's everything. We pray that we would be willing to work with you, with your Holy Spirit, to accomplish your purpose in our lives. We know the power is in you. We thank you through Jesus. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Consequently, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what was impossible for the law, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And concerning sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, in order that the requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who are living according to the flesh are intent on the things of the flesh, but those who are living according to the Spirit are intent on the things of the Spirit. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Spirit is life and peace, because the mindset of the flesh is enmity toward God, for it is not subjected to the law of God, for it is not able to do so, and those who are in the flesh are not able to please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, this person does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, the one who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also make alive your mortal bodies through his Spirit who lives in you. So then, brothers, we are obligated not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you are living according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself confirms to our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, also heirs, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer together with him, so that we may be glorified together with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us. For the eagerly expecting creation awaits eagerly the revelation of the sons of God. For the creation has been subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its servility to decay into the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans together and suffers agony together until now. Not only this, but we ourselves also, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves while we await eagerly our adoption, the redemption of our body. For in hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we await it eagerly 
with patient endurance. And likewise also the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as one ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with unexpressed groanings. And the one who searches our hearts knows what the mindset of the Spirit is, because he intercedes on behalf of the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose, because those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he should be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, these he also called. And those whom he called, these he also justified. And those whom he justified, these he also glorified. What then shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Indeed, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, together with him, freely give us all things? Who will bring charges against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ is the one who died. And more than that, who was raised? Who is also at the right hand of God? Who also intercedes for us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will affliction, or distress, or persecution, or hunger, or lack of sufficient clothing, or danger, or the sword? Just as it is written, On account of you we are being put to death the whole day long. We are considered as sheep for slaughter. No, but in all these things we prevail completely through the one who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 7, Paul described the struggle between the flesh and the mind. He briefly mentioned the Spirit in chapter 7, but now Paul spends a lot of time talking about the Spirit. He starts out by saying that there is no condemnation. We have been justified and set free by Jesus. Now we live by the Spirit. That doesn't mean we live perfectly and never sin, but our lives are directed by the Spirit, and we are heading in that direction. We are intent on the Spirit. In fact, Paul says that the Spirit lives in us, and so the Spirit will give life to our bodies. But this isn't something where the Spirit just takes control. We have to work with the Spirit. Verse 13, For if you live according to the flesh, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So we have a part in the work, but we have the power of God to actually live right. And so we are not slaves, but adopted children of God. The Bible doesn't really talk about everyone on earth being children of God, because to be a child we have to be like our Father. So God adopts us to become like Him. But Paul doesn't say it will be easy sailing. He says we have to live in hope. We don't have it all yet. We are living in hope of everything finally being made right. As we wait, we are struggling, but we have the Holy Spirit to help us in that struggle. Paul specifically mentions prayer as an area where we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Paul explains that God has been working in our lives, calling us, justifying us, and glorifying us. In other words, it isn't us who've done the work, it is God. So if God has gone to such great trouble to get us, Is he going to drop us now? Paul says there is nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. He mentions several things that sound scary. 
affliction or distress or persecution or hunger or lack of sufficient clothing or danger or the sword. So God isn't promising that we won't have these problems in life. He is promising that they won't separate us from his love. So rather than these things separating us, God will make us win through these things because he loves us. And now for a deeper dive. This chapter is a different perspective than most people have. Do you think things in the world are getting better or getting worse? Some people look at technology and think it will make our lives better. Some people look at technology and think it is destroying the world. Some people look at improved life expectancy and think that scientists will be able to make us live forever. Other people look at war and the threat of nuclear warfare and think that we are doomed. But Paul looks at God and says it is all about him. We cannot fix ourselves, but God came to us and saved us from our sins and gave us his spirit to be able to change into what God intends for us to be. Paul says in verse 20, For the creation has been subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its servility to decay into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Are you worried about how we are destroying nature? Paul is saying that the worst thing we did to nature was to sin, and the solution is God. We can make feeble attempts to help nature, but the solution is God. Are you worried about war? Paul says it cannot separate us from the love of God. Are you worried about death? About powerful people? About powerful spiritual forces? Paul says nothing can separate us from the love of God. So, are we going to work with the Holy Spirit? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.